0: To answer the question for yourselves, do you have a story to tell? it's welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. Today I'm starting a series and I'm starting with a very, very special guest and I'm starting a series called Starting Out Indie okay? because it's very, very scary to to go it alone in this big wide world but so many of us are doing it now and it's really, really interesting to talk to my guest because she's not only doing it but she's doing it very successfully. She looks very professional right from the start. Uh, Good morning, Sarah. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, now Sarah's about to launch her first novel. Uh, She's up in Townsville. Sarah Williams is her name and the name of the novel is The Brothers of Brigadine Station. Sarah, would you like to tell us about the journey towards getting this thing published?
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, so The Brothers of Brigadier Station is my first novel, and it's set in outback Queensland um, here in Townsville, where I live, and also near Julia Creek in uh, western Queensland. Um, it's, it's been a long journey for me. It's been two years on this book, um, but it came to me actually when I attended the Townsville Writers' Festival two years ago. And the wonderful, um, brilliant rural romance writer, Barbara Hannay, actually came down and she did a workshop about how to write a romance. And up until that point, I'd just been kind of playing with fiction and chick lit sort of thing. And it wasn't until I attended that workshop that I realized I write romance, I write love stories, that's what it is. So everything kind of changed for me at that point. And um, this story was born and it's been two years of lots of reading, lots of practicing and lots of workshops and online courses. But I'm, I'm pretty thrilled with the result now. I'm really excited to launch it.
0: Yeah, and everybody, for those of you who have never been up to North Queensland, far, uh, far northwest Queensland and outback Queensland, it's some of the most romantic country, right from the rainforests on the coast right out to the outback where, where real men are real men are, uh, and there's some real women out there as well doing the whole Jillaroo thing. It's a pretty exciting country. Uh, I can hear your accent there, and it's from New Zealand. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I grew up on a kiwi fruit orchard, actually, in the North Island. And um, then I got out of there pretty quickly at about age 17. And I uh, travelled for a good portion of um, my early years and ended up in Cairns and met my husband and then moved down here. And now I've got four young kids and we've got our own business. So trying to fit everything in is a bit of a struggle, <laughs> but, yeah. but I'm and, enjoying it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and tell me about um, your experiences going from a New Zealand kiwi farm to tropical far north Queensland in Cairns to the outback of Julia
1: Creek. Yeah, so it's it's certainly very different. Um, I I would like to say that I was a bit of a country girl. Um, I think it, it varies depending on where I am at the time. Um, you know, Julia Creek, it's very, very remote. It's seven-hour drive from Townsville, so it's very remote. Um, and up until very recently, they've had one of the worst routes that you know, for generations. So I did set my story during the drought, and um, that will definitely feature uh, predominantly both in this book and then in the future books of the Brigadier Station series. So um, we, we definitely encounter a lot of, you know, tough men and tough women, um, people who are doing it, or, yeah, are doing it very tough out there. And, um, and I try and keep it as authentic as I can. There's camp drafting in there, Um, rodeos will play a part and lots of bushfires and Creepy crawlies, snakes, you name it, they're in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, for everybody who's listening,
0: Julia Creek is what we know as um, northwest Queensland. They have a wonderful dirt-to-dust bike ride, bus, uh, dirt-to-dust bike ride out there. It's um, one of the biggest events out there now. Um, I think as many people go to that as um, to the Birds Will races. Julia Creek is one of the prettiest little towns. Lighting the main street are all beautiful pot plants with petunias and geraniums and all those kinds of things. Um, one of the best butchers in, in northwest Queensland, everybody passes through Julia Creek on the way to or from somewhere. And more recently, in recent years, it's become a very popular stopping-off place for for um, motorhome travellers and caravanners and all that kind of stuff, and they put out the welcoming map very, very much. Uh, the countryside around there is huge... Um, great stations out there very rich uh farmers out there or what do you call them stations out there what do you call them you don't call them farmers what do you call them properties (laughs) yes got (laughs) to got to remember yeah so these guys um you know sometimes they're up to a million acres and and these guys travel a long long way the kids love going out mustering with their families um quite often uh students from the coast, from Townsville in at James Cook University there will wander out and do some jackarooing or jillarooing as, as a stint before they go off to university. Um, it's the story, uh, it's a place where romant, romantic stories happen. Uh, how long were you out there, uh,
1: Sarah? Um, we just visited a few times doing research and I've got some good friends who live out there so I was constantly picking her brain going what would happen this way and what would happen that way um, so it was a lot of her information as well as um, I was inspired a lot by the other rural romance writers out there as well Alyssa Kellen, Rachel Johns just to name a few um, and of course Barbara Hannay, she sets her books out in that region as well um, so, yeah, and just so many of those people that I've met and been able to contact online, it's, it's the great thing. We live remotely up here. Even in Townsville, I still feel very remote from everyone else. Um, so it's great to be able to do everything online these days. Yeah, and it's interesting because Townsville has
0: a population of 200,000 people. Uh, tell, mm. us, tell us about your your romance writers group that you've started up.
1: Yeah, so I joined the Townsville Writers and Publishers Centre about a year and a half ago, and I just approached them and said, I write romance, and I know that's not, you know, popular with the literary community, so can I start my own group? And they said, sure. So first meeting, we had about four people. Um, A year on, we've got about eight. Um, So, I mean, that's pretty good for us. (laughs) We're pretty happy. We're all committed. Um, So I am working quite um, as a leader now with the TWPC, I'm their current chair and uh, we're putting together lots of workshops um, like I said, it's we're very remote and it, it costs a fortune for, to get a flight from Townsville anywhere so um, it works out cheaper really if we get people to come to us So earlier this year, we had the lovely Natasha Lester um, fly over from Perth with the Australian Writers' Centre, and she did a full-day workshop on how to write a bestseller. And we had about 15 people attend that, and everyone absolutely loved it. So it's it's a great way for us to learn our skill and our craft without actually having to travel.
0: <laughs> yeah, now Townsville does have writers' festivals. I know Cairns has got a, quite a big writers' festival happening up there now and Mackay has got – I know it's got the Voices of Youth Festival. I don't know if that has any adult writing festival attached to that. Uh Down here in Brisbane at the Brisbane Writers' Centres, I know they fund people to go up and visit the regional and remote areas. I'm interested in, you've started off your Romance Writers' Group, you're running the Townsville Writers' Centre, you've got a business, you've got four children, but you've also started your own uh, small press called Serenade Publishing. Can you tell us how that came about?
1: Yeah, that actually came, um, I listened to a lot of podcasts and my favourite one is Joanna Penn's The Creative Pen Podcast and she started talking about doing it uh, middle of last year. I was thinking this is a pretty good idea and not just as a creative asp- aspect but also as for legality reasons. So I decided, you know, I'm 35 and I reckon I'll be doing this for the rest of my life, so I might as well start the way I wish to continue. So that's what I did. I set it up and um, not only will I publish my own books under that um, small press, but my romance writers group this year will also be collectively putting out short novellas um, just in time for Christmas, which will be romance based in North Queensland um, with a Christmas theme. So uh, Serenade Publishing will be publishing those and there'll probably be about six or eight of them this year.
0: Yeah. That'll be great. And can you tell us, how do you go about setting up a a small um, publishing house? I know I read about it, but I've forgotten. (laughs)
1: Um, Really, it's a conversation with an accountant. It's it's really just paperwork. (laughs) Um, And so you sign a whole bunch of documents, you register with the ATO and that sort of thing, and um, then you set up some publicity online and have a bit of a presence and um, yeah, so it's it's pretty easy. It's a little bit expensive, but le- legally it's it's well worth it.
0: Yeah. So you're you're a company now. Yes, company Pty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that does that does incur quite a quite a fee from memory. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And as indie authors, we don't need to go down that track. And I know Joanna Penn has, um, but she's got so many books out now as well. And you're going to be helping people up there, so it makes sense as well. Now, I know you started by fishing around and thinking about uh, pitching to editors and going with one of the mainstream public- publishing houses,
1: but you changed your mind. I did. Um, I was fairly seriously wanting to do traditional. Um, I even did a mentorship with Hachette in, um, through the Queensland Writers Centre. I won that um, and was doing that. But everything was taking a long time, and I have to admit, I'm a control freak. So um, it doesn't happen right now. I don't want to do it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so after reading and listening to a lot of self publishers and really doing up a big pros and cons. I kind of decided that I'd rather just do it. I've got a marketing background. I'm pretty um, active on social media. I'd have to do my marketing whether I went traditional anyway. So I just decided, why not? I'll make more money this way. And at the end of the day, I want it to be a career. So... I thought I'd do that. I did um, I did pitch to publishers, and I did get very far into the submission process before I just kind of pulled out and said, not this book, maybe another one, but not this one. This is my baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now... Um You're talking about marketing and business marketing, and we'll come back to that in a moment. You've got one book about to be released, which sounds very exciting, and I'm putting my hand up for that one, The Brothers of Brigadier Station. You've got two more coming out in the same series with two, I think they're the two brothers, aren't they?
1: Yeah, at this stage I'm going to have at least three in the Brigadier Station. Um, I'm still, I've am still i got ideas on maybe I'll go historically backwards in it and tell you why it's called Brigadier Station. Um, so there's lots of ideas. I also have a series of American westerns I want to write as well as some New Zealand stories I want to write. So I'm um, a multitasking books at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now with four kids and a business – Uh, Can you tell us, because we all like to have a sticky beak at this one, uh, how much writing do you get done a day?
1: Um, Only really a couple of hours. I come home from dropping the kids off and I work from 9 till 11 solely writing. And I usually try and do my first drafts and dictation. Um, So I'm stumbling my way through trying to work out my dragon dictation at the moment um, and training it. But uh, after that, in the afternoon, I'll do other things like business for my other business or business for writing um, so that's when I'm usually the most active on Facebook but um, yeah it's morning is when I'm most inspired. The afternoon I'm not so inspired. It's harder to write.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think um, getting in two hours a day every day when you've got four kids is, is pretty impressive in the first place. Now I'm, yeah. as you know, as we spoke um, before our interview today, I'm very interested in dragon dictation because I'm I'm working my way through training the little devil as well, and I've decided <laughs> that he's male. Uh, I can get. Five, six, seven thousand words um down in dragon dictation in an hour, and it 's really exciting, uh, but there's mm-hmm. still way too many mistakes and I'm going, What on earth was I talking about? Are you having more success than me?
1: No, that sounds about the same. I'll get a lot of words down, but then when I read them, there are just a lot of random letters that make up these words, <laughs> not actual, and I 'm not one for grammar, so i'll just talk i won't worry about full stops and commas <laughs> so I find really I end up spending more time when I go back and and um, edit it so it's sometimes I'm in the mood sometimes I'm not sometimes I just have to think and there's a lot of long silences so um, I'm not completely sold on the idea yet I'm, I'm still just playing with it <laughs> I like the idea but whether it's going to work for me I'm not sure yet <laughs> well it's interesting isn't it
0: because um, I've, got, I've got the fellow who wrote How to Train Your Dragon he's coming on to the podcast and he said to me what questions do you want me to answer and I thought oh about a thousand uh, so I bought the <laughs> latest I bought the latest U um version of Dragon Dictation apparently um, which is supposed to be 99 percent accurate and I've learned to say full stop at the end of sentences and I've learned to say um, open quote close quote with my dialogue but other than that I haven't learned how to correct it or anything do you no. do you correct it all verbally or do you use um, your computer keyboard
1: yeah i just use my keyboard i um i just do it um on a different program on on a different computer sorry and then i'll download it into my scrivener file and then i'll kind of go through it so it's, yeah, it's it's a bit more time-consuming than I think just sitting there. And I find my voice isn't coming across as nicely as when I actually type as well. I kind of reread and I go, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. yeah. Look, everybody, yeah. I'm going to come back to this one. I'm, I'm personally very curious about it and I'm working and I'm determined to get it to write because it just is such a time saver. And as you said, we're indie writers, but we're also very, very busy with families and jobs and all that kind of stuff. Um, more and more people... People are giving it a go. More and more people are curious about it. And I'm assuming the technology will improve every day. I think it's very mm. exciting because we're storytellers first and how we get it down doesn't really matter. Um, I One of the things that I'm considering is planning, planning my stories better um, so that I know what I'm talking about as I ramble along.
1: Mm. I'm a big... Big plotter. I don't pants anything. My story is I've got the beginning to the end all mapped out before I even start my first line. I I just can't wing it. I need to know where I'm going with the story. Things do change along the way, but um, I know exactly where I need to get to in each scene. And I've just started using Scrivener. Um, I didn't use it for The Brothers to Brigadier Station, but I am using it for my current story. And um, it's it's making a world of difference. I'm I'm loving Scrivener. I finally see what all the hype was about. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. But- now for everyone who's starting out. Uh, we're talking to a young lady as I said 35 who has always loved writing and her writing is her business with the Townsville Writers and Publishers Centre but Sarah you're dropping and we're having conversation we're dropping things into the conversation that you and I know perfectly well what we're talking about (laughs) and confession time everybody I went to a conference with Sarah and um very very interesting lady and we could talk each other to death i think uh scrivener everybody is a is a writing program that helps you rearrange your chapters helps you drop things in at the end of the day you press a magic magic button and it comes out the other end looking like a manuscript it's amazing uh and you couple that with vellum i think and then it actually turns it into a book and you can upload it Uh, it's really really simple nowadays to get your stuff written and published so that it looks fantastic uh who did you cover
1: Um, Lana from the Romance Writers of Australia. I'd say her last name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. It Starts with a P and ends in a K. But she is brilliant. She's actually the, um the web mistress of the Romance Writers of Australia and the vice president, I think, at the moment, um, she's absolutely fantastic. So, yep, she helped me with that one. She also does my formatting for me. So I talk to her at least a few times a week with my changes and my updates, and she gets back to me, and she's in Perth, so there's a little bit of time distance between here and, and Western Australia, but she's absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah, now everybody. The Romance Writers Association conference will be here later in this year in Brisbane, and yep. I know I'm going, and Sarah's coming down as well. So we'll probably have another chinwag then because your book, your first book, will be out, and probably your second book will be well on the way.
1: Yeah, the second one's due out in November, so I'm trying to get out two a year from now on, and uh, yeah, so I'm quite excited. That one will be another romance in the outback uh, near Julia Creek, but. But not the same people, so it'll be a little bit different. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, when you say your next one is due out, now you're mm. an indie writer, you can do what you want. So please that's explain.
1: Right. Explain that. How do you know it's that's going to be it. out in November? Well, well, indie authors need to have deadlines, and if I didn't have deadlines, nothing would ever happen. <laughs> um, so that's my deadline. Also, because I'm writing it with the group. Um, I've said to them, we need those, those copies finished by August so we can get our covers sorted out and so we can send it out to reviewers and beta readers and everyone else. So um, yeah, August is the deadline for a final clean manuscript and then it'll go off to my wonderful editor, Annie Seaton, who I think you've talked to before. If you haven't, you should. Um, she's brilliant. And um, then, yeah, we'll work through all that process. But I print, um, print copies with Ingram Spark, and they can take a few weeks to get copies in. So um, we need to, to work kind of three months before our actual launch, have everything ready.
0: Yeah. And what about um, your ebooks? Who, who do you go through with those?
1: Um, At the moment, I'm going to just use Amazon and KDP Select um, for the first three months. Uh, So, Kindle Unlimited, sorry. So, that'll be three months um, just with Amazon and uh, then I'm going to go wide. So, it'll be available in August on all the other resellers and iTunes and all those sorts of things on that one.
0: I hope you're keeping up, everybody. Going wide means... um, that Sarah's going to put her book with Kobo and iBooks and all the rest of them who are out there nowadays. Uh, there's so many and there's more and more and we're going into India and we're going into China and we're going to all sorts of places. It's all very exciting. Uh, Sarah, you're yes. very, very experienced in how this all works. Um, you're, it's obvious that you've done your research and that you're now advising others, I believe, through through the Writer Centre and through the Romance um group that you've set up you've got a couple of little courses happening uh how to write a synopsis and how to write a blurb
1: yes so I'm doing one tomorrow night here in Townsville which I think I've got about 15 RSVPs for so far so I'm an introvert so I'm um, a little bit nervous about this but (laughs) um it'll be good so um I, yeah, for the last two years, if I'm not writing, I'm thinking about writing or I'm listening to something about writing. So my family sometimes think I'm going a bit overboard, but if I'm going to do something, I do it right and I absorb as much information about it as I can. So I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't listen to the radio and I barely watch television anymore. It's all podcasts or audio books or reading craft books or reading books other authors who write in a similar genre. Um, so, yeah, I'm absorbed. I could tell you just about anything at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does she sound obsessed
1: to <laughs> anybody? Of course she is.
0: Uh, give us some secrets to writing a
1: synopsis. Oh, man, it's um, it's the worst thing to have to write, but I actually really enjoyed writing mine. Um, you basically just got to put some passion into it and, um, and end it on a hook, really. Um, unfortunately, the synopsis is the one you actually have to give away the ending with, which uh, people don't always know about. Um, but yeah, so synopsis, not too many people would see. that's really more for agents and editors. Um, and then you've got the blurb, which is the, the back cover. Um, of your book or or the product description, if you're thinking about Amazon. Um, so that one, yeah, you've got to you've got to put your goals, your motivation, your conflict in that one, and and really hook, so get people to to push the buy now button next to it. Yeah,
0: and I think your cover will do that by itself. I think your cover speaks for itself, and Outback Romances are walking off the shelves at the moment. With the blurbs, there's a I think it's Brian Cohen who does courses on blurb writing at the moment, and they reckon if you do the course once, it will set you up for life for writing blurbs. Have you read anything about that?
1: Um, I have read, yeah, just about everything. (laughs) Um, There was certainly Brian Cohen. He's written uh, How to Write a Sizzling Synopsis, Um, So I've definitely read that and Brian Cohen is brilliant Um, and Michael Haig as well who I was fortunate enough to see last year at the Romance Writers of Australia conference in Adelaide and um, his book taught me how to pitch. Uh, So then I did pitch to those agents last year at the conference. And um, anything with Michael Hague's name on it is worth its weight in goals. He's absolutely fantastic. So yeah. Now, you uh, had some my-
0: success. You had some success. Sorry to interrupt you there as always. Um, yep. You had some <laughs> – get used to it. <laughs> you had some <laughs> success with um, with pitching too, didn't you? People were interested in what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I pitched a conference to three people and they all asked me for, for the full manuscript. Um, so I sent it in and, you know, it took a long time, but finally I heard back from all three of them. One was particularly interested, but um, had kind of taken too long at that point. Uh, if they'd gotten back to me within a month, I probably would have said yes, but um, they took about two months and in that time I had. Heard some other opinions and and done some more research um, and changed the manuscript quite considerably as well. Um, So I said, no, I'm going to do this. I can do this myself. So... Yeah. So I'm doing. <laughs> and this is the
0: exciting thing about starting out indie, everybody. Once you try the independent route, you, you may go on, go hybrid later, but it'll be by your mm. choice and on your terms. You mentioned Annie Seaton um, earlier on in our conversation. Now Annie is coming back onto the podcast. Um, she's one of my favourite guests, alongside you, Sarah, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but and she does have some news for us. Um, she's promised me that she'll release it here first. But of course, we're all waiting at the same Time to hear what Annie Seaton's up to next. And Mm. she's no longer indie, um, but I know she has published a lot of stuff under... under um, under own name, going indie, I guess. Um, I can see the same thing happening with you because you are so professional right from the outset. Your book covers professional. It's it's um, edited correctly. You know what you're doing when it comes to marketing. Your website is clean and simple. Uh, and then you're already advising others on how to follow along in your footsteps. Are you finding yourself in a mentoring role now as well? Are people are pretty impressed because you haven't actually even got a book out yet, have you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very lucky right at the moment where I am in Townsville, um, I've got a very good friend who has been getting published for 14 years in Paranormal Romance. So she's been a very good guiding force for me and she's put me in contact with other people, if she can't help me with something, she'll, she'll introduce me to someone and I can, you know, go through that with them. So, but I really have to say everything I've learned, I've learned from either Joanna Penn or the romance writers, either of Australia or America. I'm, I'm members of both. Um, and also the Queensland Writers Centre has been brilliant as well. So I, have just yeah every course you can do do it every online course you can do do it you know the romance writers of Australia in particular are just fantastic I can't speak highly enough of them yeah
0: now everybody I don't think we can even beat that anymore uh you have been so very very busy you didn't mention the Alliance of Independent Authors
1: no, I've actually only just recently joined that um, after I saw Joanna Penn in person in Brisbane earlier this year. She, um, she said to join it, so I joined it, and I'm starting to get into that. I'm not um, quite as involved yet as I, I want to be, um, but yeah, that's definitely in there, so that's something I have to um, do more research with as well
0: yeah the Alliance of independent authors everybody it looks it looks very good on your website um mm-hmm. and I notice Sarah that you have several I guess logos on your website already you have the Queensland Writers Centre you have the Romance Writers of Australia the Romance Writers of America uh and there was something else you, oh and this wonderful quote by Annie Seaton international best-selling author the little little show off <laughs> Sarah Williams captures the essence of the Queensland outback in this beautiful love story about making the right choices um that's that's you couldn't get a more glowing report than that uh what to what you're going to write more books you're going to write the second one in the series yeah uh, what else have you got in the pipeline with
1: your um four kids sitting there patiently in the background being quiet? <laughs> they are being very good yeah. um yeah like i said i really want to get into american westerns um and i know a lot of australians do this and they they do american as well as australian probably because americans um pay better um but yeah i used to live in america um and i I know the American culture quite well, so I, I really do want to to do some um, some westerns Montana or Texas or something like that. Uh,
0: um, I, I do have one a writer coming on she's from New Zealand and she, I think she made two hundred thousand dollars last year as an indie writer and she wrote a Montana romance series and and,
1: and are now you talking you about Leanna? Who am I talking about? Leanna Morgan,
0: I probably am. It rings a bell. I think
1: so. Yep, three hundred and eighty-five thousand US dollars last year.
0: Yeah, so no secrets among indie authors. Everybody, this is how much we earn. (laughs) I
1: follow (laughs) her. (laughs) Whatever
0: she's doing, she's
1: doing right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, she um, she did agree to come onto the podcast, and me being as efficient as I am. Is going to do it one day, so I better get onto it sooner rather than later. $385,000 a year is not to be sniffed at as an indie author. Why would you go to a publisher? I've got no idea.
1: Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And she's from New Zealand, small town, not far away from where I grew up. So, yep.
0: (laughs) It is Look, it is pretty exciting, everybody. We do get a bit carried away. If you're even thinking about writing a book, do it. Um, Get Dragon Dictation working and you can write a book a month. Um, American Westerns, are you talking American Western romances or are you talking those little things that used to come out and they actually see them, those little penny dreadful um, Western boy magazines?
1: (laughs) No, no, the Western romances. So um, I, I think even Rachel Johns writes some every now and then. But, um, yeah, lots of, lots of people write them as well just to tap into the American market. Americans like reading about Americans. So um, that, that's how you get in there. Um, you know, Australians will read about Americans as well, so that's great. <laughs>
0: yeah. But we're not quite sure whether it works the other way. Do Americans read about Australians? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. they don't yet, they better start. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I get off here, everybody, I'm going to look up Montana and I'm going, how many books have I got to churn out to earn $385,000? It's beyond uh, my imagination.
1: I, th- I think, Leanne, is something like four or six a year. Yeah.
0: And I think that's one of the secrets. Even talking to you today and everyone, I keep, think- keep forgetting that you're all out there and that I'm not having this private conversation with Sarah. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting the secret that comes through time and time again, and it's a secret that we writers are very, very generous in
1: sharing, it's damned hard work. Very hard, very hard. And I'm going to be selling my book for $2.99, that's all. And... Um, you know, you just think about two years worth of work going into this book. So it's a lot of work and doesn't really pay that well unless you can get a lot of followers and a lot of fans. So it's, it's definitely something we do for love
0: um yeah I'm going I'm going to disagree with you I reckon you'll be back here on this podcast in a year's time and you'll be making a a fair amount of money especially if you've got three of them out and and you put them into a box set I know at the conference we talked about multiple streams of income where are you going with that one
1: yeah um so that's why I'm doing this right uh the the presenting um I want to get into speaking and uh overcome my fear of crowds and um yeah so I thought I'd follow that and I've I've got um, a few other ideas in place, but I can't really say actually what they are. Um, yeah, so there's there's little things there that you can certainly do with the um, multiple streams. But yeah, at this point, it's just getting the books out there because if I don't have the books, there's nothing I can promote. So, yeah.
0: are we going to let it get away with that, everyone? That sounded yeah, like a sorry. terrible thing. <laughs> We we hate secrets here at Writer on the Boat. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll let you get away with that for now, but when we hang up, you better tell me. Um, for, okay. 2016 um, in America, 45% of books sold were digital. Uh, 70% of those were for adults um, and 30% of those were for fiction by self-published authors. It's it's a huge market. It's a very exciting market. Obviously, you're thinking of tapping into it. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you, you think would benefit someone starting out? Um,
1: get the support. Go to a writer's group. Don't necessarily get into a critiquing writer's group because I don't really know if they're all that good unless you've got a good bunch of people but definitely join the Romance Writers of Australia if you're here join the RWA it's absolutely brilliant I've heard the one in New Zealand is very good too in case anyone lives there Um, but they have just been the most amazing help and um, you know, with this novel, I started off writing it when I didn't know anything. So the amount of rewrites is incredible. It's probably like thirty. Um, so just layering, and you learn something else. Oh, what's goal motivation and conflict? I better put some of that in there. You know, so it, it's definitely taken a big journey, um, but it, it's definitely better today than it, it was before yeah. I had any information. Yeah,
0: and you've and you've surrounded yourself with. Um, a great network of fellow writers, both both online and offline. How Mm. does your poor old family fit in? Um, Are they all just away, like your hubby at work and your kids, wherever they go, uh, to school maybe? Uh, Do you find that you're, you're splitting yourselves in about 100 directions trying to keep up with
1: everything? You do find that, Um, but yeah, luckily enough, my youngest kids are five and they're at school this year, so they're they're twins, Um, and then I've got a a seven and nine-year-old sons as well, so they're all off at school, Um, and so I just allow, like I said, my mornings to be a writer, my afternoons to be the business person. And then as soon as the kids finish school, it's three o'clock, it's extracurricular activities and I go into mummy mode. So, um, and, and weekends are a write-off unless I've got a writer's um, presentation or a workshop or something else that I'm doing on the weekend, which actually does happen more often than not these days. Um, so, yeah, it's splitting the time, but I think... I benefit from it because it's my passion and I have to write. Whether I make money out of it or not, I have to write to be happy. So it keeps me positive and it keeps me interested. And um, I love it. And I love the people that I'm meeting. You wouldn't – I'd never meet these people, Um, people from Adelaide and people from Perth and people from the United States and and England. I'd never meet these people if I wasn't in a creative – career that I've chosen for myself and, and this one does fit them beautifully for my remote location and my working around my family so yeah. it's great and it's all right everybody once once we get off the
0: podcast I'm going to explain to Sarah that Townsville is not more remote it's 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 the second capital of Queensland uh, and and it is developing every day there are a lot of riders up there uh, although location doesn't seem to matter as much anymore I just want to move on to one last thing we talk about our websites. Now, your website is very clean and, and very easy to read. What are you going to give for your lead magnet? Are you, I am presume you're building a mailing list and all that kind of stuff.
1: I am. Um, so my first lead magnet will be the first three chapters of this novel. That's what I'll be giving away until my November book is out. And uh, that one's going to be substantially shorter than the Brothers of Brigadier Station. So it'll only end up being about maybe 30,000 words. And that will be my little giveaway. Um, And then as I work the business, it'll be... Uh, number one of this series, the Brigadier Station series will become the freebie and the others will start costing a little bit more in money. So, um, yeah, little strategies there that when you become an indie, you learn how to do and and that's great. But yeah, the mailing list is important and I'm certainly trying to build that up and I've got a monthly newsletter. So if you, you join my mailing list, which is on my website on my Facebook page, um, you'll get that little um, once a month notification of what I'm doing. And any discounts and freebies that I'm giving away so come and join it <laughs> yeah so we getting a, we're getting a great lesson here everybody on how to to
0: balance I think your your indie writing and your business business um, of writing it it's hard Sarah's making it sound very easy um, mailing lists are notoriously difficult to build up how are you going about that did you do a course or are you just um, reading about it
1: I actually did do a course. I'm doing the um, Nick Stevenson uh, 10,000 readers, or I can't quite remember what it's called. Your first 10,000. Your first 10,000, that's right. Um, Yeah, so that's a a lifetime course, which I love. I hate courses that kick you off after a few months. So um, he updates that regularly. So if anything new happens and he's got some new advice, he'll chuck it on there. And um, that's brilliant. So it's, it's all about these lead magnets and, and how to do things on MailChimp because they told me and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So this one has video tutorials on actually how to go through MailChimp and do things and set things up. And it's, it's, it was an expensive course, but worth its weight. Yeah. Very good. Yeah.
0: And I'm sure you run into me in there a lot because I've bought that one as well. I've bought all the courses, everybody. I just haven't done any of them, but I'm gonna. Nick Stevenson's (laughs) is the. Um, I think it was one of the first ones. Joanna Penn's the first one that I joined. Then I joined Nick Stevenson and finally I committed to Mark Dawson. Um, And now I've dropped them all and gone back to a little local lady here in Brisbane. She's got a Facebook Ads Masterclass, um, which is really straightforward. Everyone teaches you how to get um, Facebook Ads up on your shop and all that kind of stuff. The benefits I can say for Mark Dawson's course, everyone, and this is something that you should all consider, he started a group called Your Dream Team and you can meet up with authors writing similar things things and collaborate together and network together and cross-market, cross-promote, share each other's email lists and all that kind of stuff. I can see that's a very strong way forward for indie publishers in the future.
1: Mm, Definitely.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'm going to let Sarah go, everyone, because I can just keep chattering here all afternoon. It's, um, I've got nothing else to do. Um, my children are all off doing other things, I think, and certainly not the washing and the ironing. Um, we are going to catch up at the Brisbane Writers' Festival. Uh, when your book is out, let me know and we'll we'll promote it through you through Writer on the Road as well. It's a fantastic cover, everyone. Julia Creek is a really, really interesting place. Um, we lived out there at Clong curry for a few years so i'm excited to to know every bend in the road um on my way from julia creek to townsville my daughters and i drove that 10 hours um so many times we know harry potter novels off inside out uh great part of the world so many stories up there still to be told sarah
1: that's right that's right. It's it's a wonderful small community as well. Lots of things going on up there, so it's it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so much, so much happening. It's pretty exciting territory and very inspirational. Just um, all out around Richmond, all those um, old dinosaur bones and all that kind of stuff down to Winton, where they've got that. Or oh, they did have the wonderful museum till something happened to it. Um, yeah. What happened to it? I've forgotten.
1: I can't actually remember. I haven't made it as far as Winton yet. We keep going the other way.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Winton, yeah, Winton had something, had a big problem with it. Anyway, tell Mm. us where to find you.
1: Okay, so you can find me, uh, sarahwilliamsauthor.com, and I'm all over social media, usually Sarah Williams Writer or Sarah Williams Author, so Twitter, Facebook, in pinterest and instagram is my my current favorites so uh, yeah come on join my mailing list and find out what my next freebie will be
0: <laughs> uh, everybody when i grow up i'm going to be just like sarah um, my, my social media is a mess um and i'm posting more photos of my daughters than i should um on my courses i haven't done i'm gonna write books but dragon dictation is just not behaving itself um synopsis and bloops all those things sarah you are an inspiration um uh, you have got everything set up beautifully. I wish you all the best with your Serenade Press and I'll go off and um, subscribe to your newsletter right now. So thank you for being with us. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Okay, and thank you everybody um, from Rider on the Road. If you're starting out on the indie journey, uh, do what Sarah does, not what I do. Um, but whatever any of us do, we have a good time along the way. So it's bye for now from all of us.